0: We have been talking about doors and what that means and what that's going to take us to. Amen? It's interesting. We have we just celebrated Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. We are now in the New Year. So we, so uh, this Wednesday, we'll, we'll, we'll go back into prophetic teaching and we'll talk about this New Year. So if you want to hear about that, you need to be here Wednesday. But... It's interesting, Rosh Hashanah has a lot of different names, you know, Feast of Trumpets. There's, there's, a, there's like a dozen different names for this, for this feast day. And, and one, of, one of the, it means literally, Rosh means head and, and of the year, so it means head of the year, beginning of the, of the year. But one of the meanings that was picked up as well is that it is the open door. It meant an open door into the new year. And by the way, they don't celebrate with, you know, fireworks. They celebrate by repenting. <laughs> because you really can't go into something new until you let go of something old. You can't just drag all your mess into something new. There's, how many know there are things sometimes you need to leave behind? And that's called repenting and then going into a new year. God is opening new opportunities for you. God is opening new doors for you. We're experiencing it even in the church. God's just opening new doors, new opportunities. It's an exciting time. I believe this door is specifically, or maybe I should say generally, this door is an open door to the throne room. And this open door is first of all a door to worship. I like this new song. You you, t- you started to touch on it today, and I'm, he's going to hit it strong here pretty soon, I guess. About about you know going going to new levels and getting away from shallow worship and going going into the deeper things of God. Amen. I, I know it's not for everybody, but some of us are hungry for to go deeper to go beyond the door <laughs> to go beyond just asking god for things which is what 2 year olds do you remember 2 year olds all those control issues and border issues and uh, they just the whole world's about them and they just want it and they just want it and they just want it <laughs> they're kind of kind of spoiled at 2 years old kind of it's all about what they got to have amen and we go, there are spiritual two-year-olds. The only time we pray is when we're in trouble. We see this open door. We've been preaching about it from, from uh, Re- Revelation chapter 4. And, and the last verse in chapter 3 says, there's, you know, the door's, you know, he's knocking at the door. Chapter 4, verse 1 in, in Revelation, then we see that there's an open door. And he begins to describe what's beyond the door. After these things I looked, and behold a a door. It's it's cool. He says, I stand at the door and knock. And then in the very next verse he says, after these things I look and behold a door. Standing open in heaven. The devil cannot close a standing open door. Cannot close it. No, no, no. And if God opens a door in your life, he cannot close it. And the first voice which i heard was like a trumpet well that sounds like rapture come on he's coming at the last trump and that's not the president he's coming at the last trump and now there's a voice like a trumpet and how many know if you're going in the rapture you need to be listening So he hears a voice like a Sounds like rapture to me. Speaking with me, saying, come up here, and I will show you things. Somebody want to see some things. Which must take place right after this. Verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne, wow, set in heaven. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Ah. He's giving us a glimpse into heaven. And around the throne were 24 elders. Amen? And on the thrones I saw uh, I mean 24 thrones. Thrones. And 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. What a picture, what a picture. So, so we, see, we, see that, we see that picture of what's going on in heaven as we go through the open door. So whatever this open door is, there's worship on the other side. Whatever this open door is, there's a throne on the other side. And he tells us to come boldly to the throne. So we're talking about access here you say, what does it mean to go deeper? It's not. It's, it doesn't have to be some mystical thing. It just means getting closer to the throne, sitting on Daddy's lap, right in the throne room. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. The best way I know how to explain this new door is to look at a psalm, okay? and You're all familiar with this psalm. What you may not be familiar with is this was the one song in particular that they would sing as they went into, as they, this was kind of, you know, I mean, I know Psalm 100, let us, you know, we come into his gates with thanksgiving and all that stuff. But Psalm 91 was the, was the in their liturgy, was, this, was the, it was called the access liturgy. This was the psalm that they would come as they came into the presence of God. This is the one they sang. This is powerful. So, if we're talking about going into this door, let's sing the psalm that actually brings us into his presence. Verse 1 He who dwells, this is not about visiting. Some of you just want to visit the door. Some of you just want to go through the door when you need to go through the door. But we're talking about a dwelling now. We're talking about going into a home. We're talking about going into a place that's been designed for us. Amen. He said, I go home to prepare a place for you. And I know we always think of that in terms of heaven. But why why isn't it also true that he's preparing a spiritual place for us right now, right here in the presence of God? We are seated in in heavenly, he who dwells. Say dwells. Say, I'd love to dwell. We're pilgrims and strangers. We're passing through here. But unfortunately, we have more people who want to dwell in the world than dwell in the secret place. He who dwells in the secret place, a secret place, of the capital M, capital H, of the Most High shall abide. If you take up residence, you will abide. That reminds me of the, of the vine and the branches. That kind of abiding. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Shall abide under the shadow. Oh, my God, this preaches itself. Of the Almighty. We're going to break this down. Look at verse 2. I will say. Here's the response. Here's what I got to say about this. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God. In him I will trust. Listen, before we break this down, the secret place is described by Jesus himself in John chapter 10, verse 9. We'll come back to the psalm in a minute. He says, I am the door. Listen, this is not some mystical experience. Jesus is the door. There is no other way in but through Jesus. You can't manipulate your way. You can't buy your way. You can't sneak your way. You can't come up some other way. You've got to go through the door, and the door is Jesus. There is no other name under heaven by which we may be saved. I'll love everybody, but there's only one door to heaven. I'll treat everybody fine. But there's only one way into heaven. I'm sorry. I am the door. Oh, I love the I am's. He is the great I am. If anyone, but listen, if you try to, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And he'll go in out and find pasture there's the pasture and then there's the sheepfold the pasture and the sheepfold the feeding and the protection then he goes into verse 10 see we don't understand the context sometimes he says oh by the way there's a thief he said there is a thief if there is a thief what are you going to do don't act like there's no thief because there's a thief He's preying on your finances, preying on your health, preying on your well-being. There is a thief. But if you know there's a thief, why not lock the door? Oh, some of you just leave the door open. Sooner or later, something's going to come in if you leave the door open. Amen. The thief comes to steal. Kill, destroy,
1: but I have
0: come. Oh my God, just, just sit on that a minute. I'm here. The thief's coming to steal, but I'm here. He's come to destroy, but I'm here. Hallelujah! I'm the good shepherd. I am here. When you're facing a war, you're facing a battle, you feel outnumbered. I'm here for you. Hallelujah. I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Verse 11 says, yeah, Is this okay? I, I am. Oh, there it is. I'm not only the door, I'm the good shepherd. Oh, if I, if I had time, I'd talk about uh, the sheepfold would be a circle with, with a door, you know, a circle of rocks with an open space where, the, where they, the sheep come and go. And at night, the shepherd would actually lay down across the doorway so no wolf could get in and no sheep could get out. I am the door, literally. They understood it back then. What it means for a shepherd to be the door. I am the the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. How many know he did that? Oh, i got to hurry. Verse 12. But a hireling. These are people who are in it for the wrong reasons. Hirelings don't even have a flock. If they they get a flock, they have to steal from other people's flocks. Paul says, he, he said, I didn't come to build on another man's foundation. A hireling... He who is not the shepherd, one who does not, he's responsible because he owns you. Watch this. He does not own the sheep. He sees the wolf coming, and he leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. That's hirelings. That's that's preachers who are in it for the money. Preachers that are in it for the fame. Preachers who just jump from church to church for promotions. I'm not saying it's wrong to move from church to church, but when you're just trying to get promotion, you're a hireling. The hireling flees because he is a hireling. It is within him. It's who he is. He says, I'm not going to risk anything for this congregation. I'm not going to step out for this congregation. If I get in trouble, I'll just leave. He flees because he is a hireling. He said, but I am. How many times has he got to say it? I remember in the garden, he said, you know, who are you? He said, I am. And all the soldiers just fell over. First instance of people falling out in the spirit. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And here and and am known by my sheep. Oh Jesus, help us in this place. Psalms 91. What's cool about verse 1 and 2 is that, is that there are four names of God in that verse. Four names. If you can find it, go back to verse 1 and 2. First of all, first of all, the first name of God, real quick is <laughs> hallelujah I move the most high el yoyon i eh, the most high, higher than anyone else. He's the God who is higher than every other. God, he's higher than your problems. Amen. They are stacking up on you, but he's one higher. Amen. He's the all, mm, he's the most high God. Amen. There is no there is no problem higher than him. He's higher than anything your fa- he's greater than he's Elia, Elioni. He is oh my God, he is the most high God. He said, where does my help come? My eyes look unto the hills. I look. You know what that scripture is? They used to put false gods on the hills. He said they would look up and they would see these false gods. Where does my help come? My eyes are beyond the hill. Look beyond the hills. If you're just looking at the hilltops, you're not looking high enough. Look to the Most High God. My God. He is, number two, he is El Shaddai. He's the Almighty. He's not just higher, he's stronger. He first revealed himself to Abraham, right? On the hill with, with the land, with the goat coming up one side, and he said, I am the provider. He is El Shaddai, the Almighty One. Number three, he says, I am Jehovah. That name is so sacred, the Jews can't even write it. They just put Yah. He is Jehovah. In other words, when he introduced it as, a, as Jehovah to, to Moses, it says, I am that I am. I am that I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he said, what's your name? I am. What does that mean? I am. Just just whatever you need, I am. When Jesus stood before Pilate, Pilate said, what is truth? Jesus just stood there. You're looking at it, brother. I am. Oh, my God. And then number four, he says, Elohim. Elohim, that's the original name of God, the plural of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You know, that's the original. that was all the way back in Genesis. But notice what he says. He says, My Elohim. He is my God. Amen. He's not, oh my God. Listen, he personalized. He's not just God of Israel. He's not just God of the planet. He's not just God of creation. He's my God. How oh am I God? I'm, I am the sheep of his pasture. He is my shepherd. I know his name. I know his voice. Uh, I cannot be deceived because I know him. Somebody give him a shout. Amen. Oh Lord, this is is just too much in here. Too much in here. Too much in here. Not only are there four gods, but there's four locations. Number one, he says, I'm going to put you in a secret place. Secret place. What does secret place mean? You know, it's it's almost like some weird thing. Oh, secret place. You know why it's secret? Cuz the devil doesn't know where it is. <laughs> oh, oh, y'all missed that. Y'all y'all missed that. You know what's really cool? Uh, all through the month of Elul, this whole past 30 days as every day they would blow a trumpet calling the nation to repentance. Every day, every day getting ready, getting ready for Rosh Hashanah. And then the day before Rosh Hashanah, they don't blow the trumpets. They don't want to let the enemy know it's next day. There is a secret place. No man knoweth the day or the hour. I know people have abused that scripture like we're just clueless. We have no idea. That's not really what it means. It just means God's keeping it a secret so even the devil doesn't know when he's coming. It's a secret place. It's a hiding place. It's a safe house. He's got this secret place for us. That word secret there means covered. I've been preaching about how to be covered in worship. It's a place where you're covered. That's why it's secret. And if you're covered, the devil doesn't even know who you are. He knocks at your door, and Big Brother answers. Yes. Jesus, what are you doing here again? That's why you need to move into his house. Actually, he moved into your house. So it's the secret place. Say the secret place. Uh, number two, number two, he says, it's a, it's a shadow. He said, I dwell under the shadow. Mm-hmm. Shadow, see, you have to understand, how many know back then they didn't have air conditioning? It was hot and dry, and if you could find a shady spot, you were blessed. Anybody remember when we didn't have air conditioning? Anybody remember? Oh, you're telling it now, you're telling. Those hot nights laying in bed, just sweating. Someone turns a fan on to move the hot air quicker. Some of you have no idea. You just took on the air. See, for, see, it was under the shadow. Whew. That that means something's blocking the sun. Mm. Someone's blocking the heat of day. Something's in between me and sunstroke. Something's in between me and a heart attack. Something's in me and failure something's in between me and complete breakdown something is in between me and my losing my mind something's in between me and me losing my health something's in me be- and i dwell in the shadow oh my god somebody praise him in the house Number three, he says, "It's a refuge, a refuge. Ah, that's 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 that that's a, a comfortable place. That's a covered place. A refuge is a, is a is a hiding place. It's somewhere where you can feel safe." Mm, oh, I tell you, how many have felt His presence in a trial, and you just, mm, "I'm okay now." Don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I'm okay. I, I don't have the answer yet, but I'm okay. I, I don't know what to do, but I've heard from heaven. He ain't not given me an answer yet, but I'm okay. I'm just in the refuge. He's provided a place to rest, a refuge. And fourthly, it's a fortress. I, I not only have a place to rest, but I have a place of defense against all the wilds, In fact, he prepares a table. We have dinner together in the face of my enemies. Oh, you'll get that this afternoon. Psalm 91, verse 3, it says this. It says, I'm trying to find a place to land. Just all the lights are off. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Just keep it there. Just keep it there, verse 3. He'll, 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 he'll deliver you. See, you can't catch birds in the air. You have to set a trap on the ground. And they would catch birds by putting some bait on the ground and a snare that they couldn't see. And when the bird got in the snare, this is why you need to stay in the air and quit being fooled by things the devil leaves for you that might taste good, feel good. Everything that glitters isn't gold and Oh, my God, help us in this place. You don't see the snare, but there's a snare. So every time you kind of dabble from the world and go, oh, be careful of the snare. The good news is the devil can't touch you if you'll stay in the air. We are seated in heavenly pl- Oh, come on, eagle's wings. Let's, let's get up. Let's get up in the air. Let's walk in spiritual places in this place. Oh, God, i got to hurry up. Oh, my, 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 my. He said he'll he'll deliver you from the snare of the power and from the perilous pestilence. Let me ask you something. How do you catch a disease? You catch it by being around the wrong people. You're kind of who you hang out with. Am I talking to anybody? You, You catch it by people who have it. If sin comes into your life, chances are you've been running with someone who's got the sin. I'm not saying we don't minister to people. I'm saying we don't run with people. But isn't it awesome that he'll deliver us from the pestilence? Sometimes it's really not even our fault. And sometimes we just come to earth because we get tired, and, and we, we kind of land and say, man, my wings are tired, you know. But the guy says, he says, I just flew here from Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah, my arms are tired. We, we get tired, so we go to earth. We go to earth. We go to earth. We get tired. And, and, and we start hanging around, and we start, uh, start touching things that are diseased, and we bring the disease in. Sometimes it's not our fault. We just, we just get tired. We just get weak. We just, we just get lost. But aren't you glad He delivers us? He does not leave us. He delivers us from the snare and from the pestilence disease. Oh, my God's in this house. Hallelujah. So verse 4, verse 4, real quick. Verse 4 He shall cover you with His feathers. You didn't know God had feathers, did you? His arms, His wings. It's mama bird. It's mama bird ministry. He said, I'm going to cover you. Amen. See, see, the enemy's always after the eggs. The enemy's always after the little ones. He says, before they learn how to fly and get above, until they learn how to get above the enemy, I'll protect them under my wings. Oh, that's a word to somebody. Because sometimes you're too weak to pray. Sometimes you're too tired to break through. Sometimes you just don't know what to do. Amen. You just don't know how to fly. You've been flapping, trying to get out of this, and you just can't get out of it. And he says, watch this. I'll I'll just open my wings, put you under my wings, and dare the devil to come into the nest. Is this helping anybody? Verse. And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Ah, oh, my God! Next verse, quick. He says, "You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day." He says, "It doesn't matter if it's night or day." Amen. Uh, you see, what's night? Well, night, night is, is, is psychological pressure. Night, it's dark. It's lonely. It's remember, people didn't have electricity back then. Listen, you lived back then? When the sun went down, you're done. And it costs too much to light a candle all night. You didn't do that. You don't have enough oil to burn it all night long. You, yeah, listen, your kids had to grow up without nightlights. And some adults too. If you're scared of the dark, tough, there's just no answer to it. When the sun goes down, we quit work, we eat, we go to bed. Sun comes up, we're up. Come on. It's dark, it's lonely, it's cold. It's it, in fact, the word we we talk about the moon, lunar is from the word luna where we get lunatic. They say the moon drives people crazy. Anybody have a werewolf spirit here? Anybody? The night changes people. Amen. It brings the worst out in people. And he says, and here's what, the, here's what he says. Here's what he says in verse 5. He said, you'll not be afraid of the terror by night. Listen, you can't control the sun going down. But he's in charge of the terror in your heart. All the psych, all the depression, all the anxiety, all the str- all that stuff. He says, uh, you won't be afraid of the terror by night. Nor the arrow, the attack by day. In the heat of the day, here comes an arrow flying at you. They used to have archers, right? Hundreds of archers. They all shoot their arrow at the first, at the same. You see this whole show, whole, uh, 200 arrows coming at you. You're not going to be afraid. What's what's the daytime attack? It's it's the stress of living. It's being at work. It's dealing with people. People are the worst. <laughs> One pastor said, Pastor, it would be wonderful if it weren't for people. Yeah, you laugh, but your job would be good without some people too. He said, I'm not going uh, to wither away under the heat of the day. I'm not going to collapse. I'm not going to fall out. Uh, I'm not going to get heat stroke. Uh, uh, God's going to save me from that. Oh, God, someone shout hallelujah. I'm almost done. Verse 6 then says this. He said, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Sometimes the devil wants to call you out at high noon. But God says, we'll be safe. Ah, he covers us with his wings. Let's close with verse 7. And it says this, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. Everyone else is stumbling. Everyone else is failing. People are just, just falling out everywhere. Isn't that when it gets scary? When everybody around you is having trouble, and it's just falling apart everywhere, and you're like, Am I next? But it shall not come near you. I will deliver you. I have a secret place. Isaiah 62:10. Go through. Go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people.